0: To the Tame and Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. So, welcome to our very first podcast. I'm Alicia, and I'm here with Deb and Sue. Hi, girls. Hi. Hi. Actually, I have to say that this is quite terrifying and it's sort of exciting at the same time, but I have faith we can get through it. So here goes. <laughs> now, because this is our very first podcast or first episode of our brand spanky new podcast, we should probably talk a little bit of why we thought this was a good idea to begin <laughs> with <laughs> and what we hope to achieve with it. For me, I think it's important to open up a conversation on what it's like to be a woman in midlife, because I know for myself, I was totally unprepared because I was waltzing through life and I thought age was just a number and I felt great until I didn't. And nobody told me about the emotional and the mental and even all the physical aspects of perimenopause, which now when I look back started in my early 40s. And although perimenopause isn't the focus of this podcast, it's definitely a running theme because every single woman will go through it at some point. And I think it's safe to say that the three of us are well into it and i had no idea that my increased anxiety and depression were due to mer- perimenopause okay i have said merry perimenopause three times <laughs> today so i don't <laughs> so maybe that's a thing now
1: peri- it's Mary just a Perry you're menopause. enjoying it
0: yeah. okay yeah. we'll go with that too sure so when i was going through that i just thought i was going insane like i really did think i was going mad Obviously, we will not all of the same experiences, and it's important to note that not every woman will have the same symptoms, and we'll definitely be talking more about perimenopause in future episodes, so I don't want to get too deeply into that today. I also want to mention that we're not experts. We're just three women who are learning and discovering just like most women are, which I think makes this podcast even better because we're all on this journey together. So that's enough from me and let's get back to why we're here. So Sue, why don't you tell us why you didn't run for the hills when I first asked you to co host this cast with
1: us? I am strangely passionate about midlife, which, you know, saying it out loud is is really quite weird. It's but, very um <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, around the age of about 42, 43, I realised that I was in this new place of life and I didn't really know what was going on and part of me thought, oh this must be a midlife crisis, everyone talks about these things and then I started doing research and I realised that it wasn't a midlife crisis, it's just kind of normal and I want other women to know that it is quite normal. To, to have lots of strange feelings and anxiety and to be worried about ageing. But it's not all bad. And yeah, perimenopause. See, now I can't say it either. <laughs> it's Mary Perimenopause. That, that's a good name for something. Yeah, and perimenopause. I just didn't know anything about it and it hit me kind of hard. But I didn't realize that at the time. And now it's only looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, that's what was going on. And again, it's just, you know, sort of sharing experiences and helping everybody, really. It doesn't just have to be women, because men go through midlife as well. Well, and
0: I think we're dragging the men along with us.
1: Oh, yeah. Because they're experiencing what
0: we're experiencing, I imagine, at a a different level and a different way. Yeah, you're right about that. It's not just us. Sorry, I probably interrupted you there, Sue, but...
1: No, no, that's absolutely right, because, um, yeah, without the support that I've had from my husband, I probably wouldn't be doing as well as I am currently. Right, Mm
0: -hmm. and I guess that's how you and I met, Sue, is when you were doing... What were you doing, a
1: thesis, or...? Um, I was writing a dissertation about midlife. (laughs) Right, (laughs) Yeah, and and finding out about people's experiences, because basically I wanted to find out whether I was um, completely bonkers or not, and writing a dissertation seemed to be quite helpful with finding out that I'm not really, although I could be. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably not at the
0: bonkers level as you thought you were, or you're not the only clown at the circus. Maybe that's more like what it is.
1: Yeah, I found out that what I had experienced wasn't that unusual.
0: Right. And I think that's the weird thing about it is that we're all going through it and yet nobody talks about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Sure so we're all... Absolutely. Okay, Deb. So I know you would jump, you're jumping way out of your comfort zone with this. So why do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> and maybe you don't anymore, but <laughs> what do you hope to see as we move forward?
2: Well, no, you're absolutely right. This is, I am not in my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way forward, but. I think for me, I'm somebody that I always thought could just breeze through it, you know, and it wouldn't affect me. It would just be a phase. I can just go through it like I do everything else. And I think for me, it hit me more physically than mentally. And it's just very, um, it's almost upsetting when you realize you can't physically do as much as you did a month ago, six months ago, a year ago. And, um. So learning more about it, I think is very important because it's way more than physical. I've now learned that I have, you know, you have gloomy days, you can have good days. And it's just, it's very interesting how it affects every part of your body, your mind. and, And to me... The more I learn, the easier it is to get through it each day and to pass on to, you know, other women, my own daughter down the road. So it's a big learning curve for me, and I'm excited about learning more about it. Yeah, I think that's what's exciting about it is is
0: that, you know, we're, we're all right in the middle of this ourselves. And the more we learn, it would be a shame not to pass that on to other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Uh, I would like people to be better prepared than we were.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think a lot of times it's because there's a mental aspect to it, which I had no idea. I thought perimenopause was hot flashes. And I don't know, I didn't have any idea that anxiety and depression and stupid things like I've got, which is burning tongue, like where the heck did that come from? And itchy shins and... That way... It does win. And I did win that the other day so I, I do remember that conversation.
1: I hope you but are in your yittyaloo with pride.
0: <laughs> but it's just those weird things. And then you look at all these things as individual symptoms. And I thought, Okay, itchy shins, well, you know, do I have a rash? Is it some am I a laundry detergent? Is it something else? So and all of these symptoms come up and you look at them individually and you think, wow, like what's happening to me? But when you put them all together and call it perimenopause, it doesn't seem that big of a deal anymore. It's It feels like there's an end to it and that we just have to go through it and come out the other side. And I think that's how I feel about that now. And I think that's a little bit
1: more refreshing than
0: thinking, oh, my goodness, like there's so many things going wrong with me right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because somebody actually said to me, you know, given what you knew about menopause, what you found out about menopause, you know, what haven't you suffered with? And I was like, night sweats. Like, I expected night sweats to be really, really bad. But touch wood, she says, grasping the desk. <laughs> <laughs> they They haven't been that bad. I mean, I know that they could get bad, but yeah, so far I'm like, Okay, I was expecting to be, you know, dripping through a pair of pajamas every couple of hours. But Mm -hmm. so far, I think, too, like I was so I, I don't want to say ignorant about it, but I
0: just didn't have a clue. And because I had a hysterectomy 10 years ago and they always say, oh, when, you know, when you're in menopause, you know, you're you take 12 months without a period and I thought well I don't have that to gauge it with Mm -hmm. so I thought okay I'll just wait until I get the hot flashes and then I'll know it'll be over with and I will just breeze through this like I do everything else but Mm -hmm. not having that that milestone to look for that you know that 12 months of no periods I didn't have it and because I didn't have anybody to talk to about it I, I was just totally clueless Mm -hmm. anyway so here we are gone down the mary perry menopause rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) so since this is about midlife i think as we navigate through this time in our lives i think it's safe to say it can be a fabulous time but it can also be a strange time but talking to other woman, women, I know it can actually often be an isolating time, too. Um, I belong to a number of online groups for women over 50. And the one conversation that comes up over and over again is the lack of friendships and how there's a feeling of disconnection, especially as we get older. That's probably a lot to do with, you know, the emptiness syndrome, too, when you're so caught up in your children's lives. And then when they're gone to school or moved away, then it's like, where am I now? You know, those those friendships you used to have were kind of tied to your kids. Mm-hmm. And I know, Sue, you still have kids at home, so that keeps you pretty busy. But I know when my kids left, no, my kids never left. We left my kids. <laughs> then it's like, oh, who am I now? I'm, I'm not a mum at home anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Deb and I, I, I don't know if you went through that.
2: Definitely. You know, exactly the same sort of feeling. It feels kind of like you're
0: not needed on the same level even though, you know, they're still calling you and they're still, you know, I remember the the emails and the text messages, how do I cook this? How do I do this? But, you know, they've been away from home for so long now, I'm kind of used to it now. And I feel like we're kind of in a new phase of life. And it's kind of exciting. But I think to get from the emptiness syndrome to the point that I am at now, I think it's a very difficult time for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And I think people are turning around and they're not having the deep conversations that... Um, we kind of need, um, I know I'm, I'm much better on a deeper level because I'm absolutely rubbish at small talk, rubbish, like really rubbish. (laughs) So I think it's being able to chat about the things we're going through, like the good and the bad and not being afraid to be authentic and vulnerable. Okay. Maybe a little afraid to be vulnerable, but we're going to do it nevertheless, because right girls. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. (laughs) Because I think that's what it takes to have this human connection is this willingness to be vulnerable and talking about some things that are not that easy to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I would like to see this podcast be all about, like real women, real life situations, honesty with hopefully a big dose of humor. With that being said... And there's lots of highs and lows. Are you experiencing any personally right now? Like, Deb, why don't you go first? Like, is there anything that has been great for you this week or not so great that you want to talk about? Well, my not
2: so great this week, I've had vertigo that has been hell. Oh. (laughs) Um, Yeah, very interesting. Started Saturday night as soon as I went to bed. It hit me, and I knew exactly what, but I knew exactly what it was, and I knew it was a symptom, whereas before, I would have, you know, Googled everything under the sun, am I have, having some sort of stroke, is this right. you know, uh-huh. any, a brain tumor, but I knew it was a symptom, it was up and down all week, today was, it was gone, over with. So, other than that, this week, I, uh, that was the bad thing. And how does that, like, how does that really feel? Like, like when you're laying down, you have it too? When I'm laying down, it's, the room is spinning. Horrible feeling. A bit of nausea to it. Um, and even when, you know, I sit up in bed to somewhat have the spinning go away. And it does slowly go away. But, you know, you can't get out of bed because you more than likely are going to trip over yourself. So what I found this week is that I take a antihistamine when I felt that that way and boy does it work wow yeah but it just is a come and go thing like I say Saturday it went through the week I had a couple of really bad nights and today nothing you know it's a it's a very interesting symptom it Um,
0: is but like you said too though you when you know it's a symptom mm
2: -hmm. then you're
0: not so worried about oh my goodness what could this be yes Exactly. So there's almost a little bit of a comfort kind kind of to that, I imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, when I when I told Jason I knew this is what it was and you know, it is a symptom. I felt I felt relieved. I think he felt relieved that he wasn't having to call nine one one. So yeah, but um, you know, other than that, the week has been
1: pretty good this week, I must say.
0: How about you, Sue? Any ups and downs you want to share?
1: Well, I had a stomach bug at the start of the week, so I'm not going to share oh. any more about that.
0: <laughs> that. That might be a little too graphic.
1: But, you know, on the upside, I'm a little bit lighter than I started off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to take that as a win.
0: Yeah. Are you feeling better today?
1: Yeah, I feel much better, thanks. It's funny, I went to speak to my doctor yesterday and... Like we just had this amazing chat about all things menopause, and he was like, "Oh, you know, you know, Jen Gunter's got a new book out, and and things like that." And I was like, "Yeah, are you going to see her?" And he was like, "What do you mean? Am I going to see her?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm going to see her. <laughs> <laughs> so there." <laughs> so, huh? and he was like, "She's going to be in Calgary," and like the pair of us are like fangirling over Jen Gunter in the middle of like his surgery. And he was like, "How did I miss that?" And I'm like, mm. And apparently I can't have any more morning appointments. I need to come <laughs> at the end of the day so that we can discuss things menopause and perimenopause oh, and midlife. Yes. Nice.
0: Did the nurse come in and say, move along, please? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I think she knew as I walked in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she saw the look on your face and I'm like, don't mess with this woman.
1: Yeah, yeah she's, she's got issues.
0: So I guess you had enough Anna down then, too. Oh, Literally. Yeah. 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 So for me, let me think, for me, I think the down has just been a lot of added pressure at work. And I find I kind of managed to stay sane and not become too overwhelmed, which is really strange for me. But I did resort to watching the Great British Bake Off instead of the news, because <laughs> it's the one thing that really calms me down, because I can't bake at all. So when I see them and they get some failures, I feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> and there's just this calming thing about, you know. <laughs> The blue-eyed guy.
2: That, I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, Paul Hollywood, I think. Is yes. He. Yes.
2: I've um, seen him on the commercial.:
0: Yes. So I watched that. And then I think the upside, I also went to see the doctor this week on Monday. And I came out of there and I was thinking that how grateful I am to have a doctor that's so knowledgeable and up-to-date on women's health issues. Because a lot of women don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can ask him anything. And I always come out of there learning something new and I just feel really good going there. And I know that that's a very rare thing, especially, you know, going on Twitter and, and Sue, you, you know, you're following the same people as I am. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of problems with getting a doctor and getting one at least that knows a lot about menopause and perimenopause. So mm-hmm. I feel really good about the fact that is it. Di- do you think it's different here in, ca- in Canada, Sue?
1: You know, we have a lot of doctors who don't know. I found out earlier this week from someone else who was doing work around perimenopause that doctors get really like very, very few hours of training about perimenopause and menopause and treatments and everything. So it's not surprising that sometimes when we go to see them, they don't have all the answers. But I think you're lucky and I'm lucky that, you know, if they don't know something, they'll go and look it up. Right. Um, you know, and they will listen to you. And I think really that's the most important thing is actually being listened to. And, you know, there I'm quite happy to take information into my doctor. Um <laughs> yes. I don't know whether he always appreciates it, but <laughs> You know, he is willing to kind of listen and discuss things and and chat about them. And I think that's what a lot of people don't have, is that somebody that first and foremost will listen to what it is you're saying. Because quite frankly, I think sometimes there are, you know, because of the sheer volume of symptoms that come with perimenopause, that sometimes doctors aren't able to put it all together either. Because we kind of see things like separately and it's like, well, I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. And unless you're kind of thinking perimenopause, you wouldn't necessarily put them together.
0: No, that's true. I mean, there's so many symptoms. And unless you kind of look at them in black and white and go, oh, my goodness, like I have 80 percent of these things, it's got to be perimenopause. You don't because I think maybe a lot of women. Probably like I would have, you go to a doctor and say, you know, I have this happening. Or like Deb, when you have vertigo, if you're going into your doctor and saying, I have vertigo, well, they're just going to treat the vertigo. Right. right. But you were enlightened enough to know that this is part of the whole package. Well, hopefully it is. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs>
1: Um, well, as somebody pointed out, you know, sort of because there are so many symptoms, sometimes it is sort of easy just to say, oh, that's perimenopause and kind of dismiss it as being that. So yes. sometimes, you know, if it is a new symptom, you've got to think, OK, this is weird. It could be this, but I'm not going to go down the Dr. Google route because that's going to freak me out. I'll actually go and speak to my doctor. That's
0: right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, two weeks ago, I got bit by something and I was convinced I had Lyme disease. If you start Googling things, then you will not come out of that rabbit hole the same person as you fell in.
1: No, no. I have misdiagnosed myself with things so many times. It's amazing I'm still here, <laughs> given you know, the, the weird and wonderful symptoms that I've put into you know, some sort of symptom checker and gone, wow, look at these multiple things that are wrong with me.
0: Exactly. The Google machine is actually quite dangerous at times. But anyway, we're way off track. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> that surprises me, three midlife women go off track
0: <laughs> I usually say to Deb, Deb can I have a quick chat And then three hours later she's like, I have to go So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. yes, So I think we should just end our introduction episode right there I don't think that's a bad way to start, what do you think?
1: That sounds pretty good to me Yes,
2: absolutely. I think that's a great way to start.
0: Okay, good. I Well, I kind of enjoyed that. I, it wasn't too scary. No. No, it was <laughs> fine
2: once we started. <laughs> now I'm going to need my glass of wine, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can now because
0: it's is job well done. So now it's your reward. Okay, so thank you everyone for spending your valuable time with us today until next time. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.